Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Pearl Podcast. This is Carissa, your host, and it is snowy here today in Kentucky. We are <laughs> we are in my least favorite weather. I've talked about probably a hundred times on my podcast how much I hate the winter and well hate the snow and cold in general because I'm a desert lizard girl <laughs> and and today is one of those days. So I'm with one of my good friends out here in Kentucky today and I'm at her house and let's just say a few days ago I was supposed to <laughs> supposed to do this interview and my little Honda Civic couldn't make make it past my <laughs> apartment gates in <laughs> the ice. Uh, actually, I shouldn't blame the car. It's really just me. I couldn't make it. It was too scary. So, yes, this is this is my friend Denise. I made it today to her house, even though it's snowy outside. Somehow, somehow I made it through. And I, I'm really excited for this interview because she she definitely has a unique story. And she's just amazing, and I love talking to her. She's great to chat with. So I wanted to start off. This is Denise. Did I say that already? Denise is my good friend. She moved here about, how long ago did you move here? Uh, a year ago. A well, a year and a half almost. A year and a half. Yeah, she moved to Kentucky a year and a half ago. And where did you live before? Uh, Fort Myers. Oh, well, Cape Florida. Coral, Florida. Yeah. Yes, Florida. So, yes, Denise... She she's lived in a couple different states, but she's actually from Argentina. Correct. So I wanted to ask, I, I, I'm just so intrigued by your story. And we both served in Peru, which was super, which automatically like connected us. I feel like we both served in Lima, just in different missions in Lima. Um, and so I feel like that was like an automatic connection for our friendship. But. I wanted to start off today kind of talking about your background like in Argentina and then eventually how it's been getting your Amer like American citizenship and all of that because that's so cool. So tell me a little bit about your childhood and growing up in Argentina first. Okay, um, well, so I grew up in Mendoza, Argentina. Um, I grew up in a very, very, very remote town called Colonia Segovia. Ooh. And um, it's a very poor area. Um, growing up, my parents told me I could never hang out with the people in my neighborhood. Oh. <laughs> because they believed that I could do better things with my life. Oh, and so um, since I was basically born, my dad told me that one day I was going to live in the U.S. Uh, and so I literally grew up just thinking that, like, wow. I will move to the U.S. and I'll live there for the rest of my life. And then mm -hmm. I'll bring my family here. Like that mm -hmm. was my identity since I was a little kid. How interesting. And so, yeah, I... Um, Felt English every single year of high school. Oh no! Like <laughs> I, but somehow I still thought that I was going to make it to the U.S. Yeah, I never. I really believe in the law of attraction, and I think that that is like the reason why it was so easy for me to come here. Um, I've never had a problem here. My whole citizenship stuff went very smoothly. Mm -hmm. I've don't have the experiences that other people say they've had 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly believe it's the law of attraction. It's the fact that I believed in it so hardcore from the second I was born. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That allowed me to just fulfill that impossible dream, especially if you knew, if you saw where I grew up or where I come from. Nobody ever thought that I was going to make it. Wow. So. And here you are yeah. and you speak perfect English. <laughs> like I wouldn't even know like you were from there. Seriously. Like you weren't from America. Well, it's, that's good. It's amazing. <laughs> so how was it? How was your relationship with your parents growing up? Um, amazing. Um, I had really good parents. They pushed me sometimes a little too hard. Yeah. But I appreciate it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Like they were just always inspiring, very hard workers. Um, and they were always made sure that I had good goals in my life. So I'm that- a goal driven person because of them. Yes, you are. You <laughs> are. You have amazing, like you, you have done amazing things and we, we will get to that. But so okay so when okay so you got your mission call what made you want to serve a mission um my parents (laughs) again so my dad was a convert he actually got baptized because he wanted to marry my mom and my mom was this super strong like god-loving woman and Mm -hmm. um so they were they grew up together and they were dating and then my dad proposed to her my mom said um no you need to be a member first because i want to get married in the temple so mm-hmm. he got baptized and then he proposed <laughs> again and then she said well i'm going on a mission oh and so <laughs> ruthless then she went on her mission and my dad was like okay i'll wait for you and then when you come back we can get married but then he decided to go on a mission. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> so they, he had been a member only for a year. Wow. Um, and he had a kid. And okay. so he had to get like special permission. I didn't know they could go with a kid. Yes. He had to get special permission to go. And from the first presidency and they were like, yes, like you're allowed to go on a mission. So if you want a mission, he did like amazing things in in his mission like he opened a freaking stake like he baptized so many people (laughs) wow uh, what a guy they both served in buenos aires they Mm served one of them served in buenos aires north and the other one in buenos aires south and funny enough they saw each other in the mission no way and my dad tried to kiss her and my mom (gasps) was like yes because he was just like you know he's like you're my girlfriend Oh, for those who don't know, uh, when you're a missionary in our church, it's like you do not like touch the opposite gender. Yeah. Like no hugs. <laughs> you can handshake. That's it. So that's that's why that is so shocking. Yeah. So <laughs> um, and it was like in front of like this multi like mission conference, like a lot of missionaries were there. It was kind <laughs> of funny. The president is like, but um, um but no, yeah, I, so they have like a picture of them together in the mission because they took a picture that day. That's and really special. That picture has been like always my goal. I was like, one day I'm going to serve a mission. Well, and after that, my parents were really good at ministering. They, mm-hmm. we visited people every Sunday, every single Sunday, my whole life. 
like we wow. went and visited like all of the people in my ward so I hated it as a child um and as a teenager but yeah. it made me love serving people and love the Lord and wow. so when I turned 19 it was a natural thing to do to go on a mm -hmm. mission wow that's you don't hear about that you don't hear people doing stuff like that like sometimes but I, I I've always felt like South America is a special place like uh, truly people are people are special everywhere but there's something else over there things like that yeah I agree I feel like South Americans are very they love God so deeply and yes. they love their neighbors so deeply they do which is something that I miss sometimes yeah they live what they preach not everybody but <laughs> not everybody but correct a, a but there's very a lot good of amount. people yes, yes. It, it's very different feeling than in america i feel yeah. like like i just sure. i just went to visit my brother in colombia mm -hmm. and we got there on sunday and every single member was like oh my gosh <laughs> welcome who are you how long are you gonna stay here like Aww. they were like so accommodating where if somebody new walks into our church here, it's like, hi, it's awkward. <laughs> I feel awkward doing yes. that, but they're yes. like, people just are happy and they're like very welcoming. No, it's true. I, this is actually perfect. Cause I was going to ask you about like when you came to America, even now, like what are some cultural differences between like Americans and like or South Americans in general or people that you grew up with like what are some things that you've noticed are different good or bad um well South Americans are very physical they're very yes. touchy they like to <laughs> hug and they like to kiss and they like to do all those things which I don't I never liked it oh really um <laughs> and so everybody joked always and said that um it was perfect that I wanted to come to live in America because <laughs> you belong here. <laughs> but um, so definitely that uh, I think that South American people are very happy and very welcoming and they're very just, I don't know, nice mm -hmm. um, in a different way than here. I love um, I love how America like a lot of people contribute in a different way and I think yeah. that it has to do with everybody's circumstances mm -hmm. um, I love how much humanitarian work it's done here I love how much people donate and are willing to give away to people which you don't see that in South America right right um, so I think that I think that both places have their good um, I like America because of our freedoms I think yes. America has and since I was little, like I studied America, I started the government, like I did all of my research about America. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I enjoyed knowing the way the country runs versus this way it's run in South yes. America. Yeah. And it's so hard. It can be so hard. Um, I saw my parents struggle a lot thanks to just all of the difficulties mm -hmm. of South America. So that's what 
made me move here and that's mm. what made me love makes me love america so much oh. that it's such a wonderful place that opens the doors to everybody and everybody has good opportunities here mm -hmm. everyone has a place and I, l i do love how it's kind of like a melting pot or i think they say like new york is kind of like that or somewhere there's just so many different different cultures and different well the whole united states like yeah, growing yes, up yes. You, if you and you went to peru like you uh -huh. didn't see a lot of other people no. that weren't from peru it's very true like here you have like everywhere everywhere mm -hmm. i've lived i lived in utah and florida and here mm -hmm. in kentucky and you have so much variety of absolutely everything yes and so the whole united states is just uh it's the world in just one place mm -hmm. <laughs> and no it totally is and it's interesting after serving in peru because i feel like we have we had different experiences because peru was still south america so you're kind of used to that culture ish of course they're peruvians not Argenti is it argentinians yeah is that correct yeah okay. Argentinos. <laughs> like, how do I say that in English? And uh, yeah, but I was it was different because I was like already from here. And so like that was a culture shock for me. It was like, oh, yeah, like everyone's Peruvian and like, yeah, the touching, the touching. I, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of a touchy. I come from a more touchy like family. So we always are hugging and stuff. But like the kisses on the cheeks were new and like. Yes, they were very welcoming. Everybody just loves you so much. Very, very different in like good ways. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting coming from like the states and seeing that. And it's fun hearing you come from there to the states. Like I, I just love hearing about it. <laughs> it's so fun. So I wanted to talk about Peru a little bit, actually, since we both served there. So you were in Lima South. Yeah. South. Okay. And. I just, I love talking about the mission. I need to just do an episode, I think, of just the <laughs> mission. Because I, I literally reference it every single episode, I think, it comes up. But what is one of your favorite mission stories? I don't know if I asked you this one in advance. So if you need a second. No, you did. Oh, um, well, I couldn't. It was hard to choose. Yes. Because there's a lot of a great variety of uh -huh. stories, mm -hmm. type of stories. Yes. <laughs> But my favorite story is um, how it's about one of um, one of the girls that got baptized when I was there, and her name is Shirley. Cute. And um, so we found her. I Okay, to be honest, I don't quite remember how we found her. I'm pretty sure somebody knew her and gave us her information. Okay. Um, we went and visited her. Um, that was a, as soon as we got, that was my last area. So it was like Aww. at the beginning of, I don't know, like two transfers before okay. I left on my mission. Uh -huh. Um, and we started visiting with her. She was really nice. She was like, I don't know, 21 at the, the, at the okay, moment. Young. And, um, but then we couldn't visit her because she was working a lot and she would get home after 9 p.m., which usually you're supposed oh, to be home. Yes. But um, shortly after we, we started meeting with her, the mission rules changed to where you could stay up outside until 10 p.m. 
Okay. So we were able to visit her. Um, so after a few visits, she kind of stopped. Um, she was like, you know what? I just need a break. Um, and she kind of stopped oh, getting back so to sad. us. Yeah. And so after that, I, I remember being super sad about it, but just like the following week, I just got this prompting to just buy her favorite candy and write a scripture, like in a little piece of paper and just glue it together and throw it out over her balcony. Wow, what an interesting detailed and so, prompting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did that for a whole month, almost every day. I bought a candy wow. and I, bought a, I wrote a scripture or my testimony or a quote, whatever I felt like that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always went by her house. I knocked on her door. If she didn't answer, I threw it over her balcony. Okay. Uh, and after like a month, she finally called us and was like, Hey sisters, how are you? Um, thank you so much for all the notes, (laughs) all the candy. (laughs) Uh, and then she said, uh, I've been thinking about it. I think I want to continue our lessons. And so we started teaching her again and she was like super interested this time and she was going to church and she was doing everything and she was phenomenal. And then the, the Saturday before I went home, she was like, I'm ready to get baptized. Like I want to be baptized. Oh my God. And so she got baptized and then I think it was like a year later or something. She went on a mission and my god she is super active she's like she is amazing she Ah. literally is like the most incredible person i've ever met and she like it's so awesome denise that is so amazing to see as a missionary too i know it was it was honestly the best and like we are we're till this day we're in touch and you know we talk and it's Uh she was just this awesome miracle and i was so glad that i through something over through the candies (laughs) (laughs) through the candies isn't it i love i love stories like that with the weirdest like like little inspirations that you need to do like like because that's something you easily could be like that's gotta be my own mind making that up like why would god (laughs) tell me to throw candies at someone's balcony but look at that yeah that's that's amazing one of my favorites oh it is so hard to think of and choose I don't feel like I've talked about many like specific stories on here yet so I I'll share one since we're we relate with our Peru Lima stuff but there was this one guy and it was oh which one I'm like there's so many let me think for a second uh yeah there was this one guy and he had been he was probably hmm 22 ish probably early 20s and he had been really like listening to the missionaries for like two years like long time so in Peru, I don't know, it was probably similar in Lima South, but in my mission, we really focused on the people that were, like, ready now, like, to get baptized. Like, 
because I I totally know that people need some people need a long time to learn things and research for themselves. Definitely, but there really truly are some people who have already been prepared and like things that have happened in their lives in the past or maybe they visited with missionaries before they just weren't ready back then but like now they are so we were very focused on finding those people that were like ripe you could say like ready like ready to be baptized ready to like make a covenant with christ so this guy he had been listening to missionaries for two years so that's the problem in my mission it was like if there's someone who we called them eternal investigators they were people who loved the missionaries and like how they felt when they were there because everybody loves to feel happy and the missionaries bring that feeling typically um and they're teaching about christ and good things so people like that in their home but some people just aren't really ready to actually progress towards like baptism or going to church or whatever it is they just want to kind of chat with you so it's really hard because you love those people but you also are on like the lord's time like you're only in that place for so long and so you're really trying to find people who are ready to commit to things and so he had seen lots of pairs of missionaries because he wouldn't be ready to commit to anything and so he'd keep going to church but the missionaries would start teaching other people but that's the thing about him he looked like a member of the church he would come to church in like a full suit like you'd think he was a member of the church already like you think he was he had been in the church forever and he really had been going for years but he just wasn't ready to commit to like baptism which makes you a member of the church and so <laughs> i remember he was like I think the missionaries who were in the area before me had kind of been seeing him again. He was kind of more open to baptism. So we went and visited him. And he was kind of like the same old answers like, yeah, I just don't feel ready. I just need an answer. I just need a sign type type things. And we were like, okay, like, you just got to do the little things. You got to pray. You got to keep going to church. You got to read your scriptures every day. But also, you just need to have faith sometimes. Like, I know you know that this is true. Why would you keep going to this church? You know, like, he knew. But, he, it, you know, it's scary to make that big of a change in your life. So his girlfriend was also a member of the church. So he had a lot of great influences. <laughs> And so one day, it had been like a little while of teaching him. He had all the lessons already. He knew everything. He could basically teach us the lessons. <laughs> I was like, okay, buddy, like we gotta, we gotta progress. You're so ready. Like you're just, and he was like, I just need, I just need God to tell me I'm ready. I was like, okay. And I felt this like super random in this lesson. I was like, I... I know what I need to tell him. Like, it just kind of came to me, just like kind of an inspiration. And it was like, do you, you know, <laughs> you know, when people say you can just like open your scriptures, pray for an answer, open your scriptures somewhere and like the answer will be there that you need. Yeah. Have you done that before? Yeah. I, I felt like I needed to tell him to do that. And it was kind of scary because it was something I couldn't control. But I was like, okay, this is what you're going to do tonight to get your answer. And I just felt like 
God was going to make this promise come true for him. But it was scary because I was like, what if he opens the scripture to something and it's like, and all of the men died in the land, <laughs> like something <laughs> random, you know? But I was like, okay, hey, you're going to pray for your answer if you should get baptized. And then you're going to open your scriptures to any random page, read the page, and you will have your answer. And he was like, you could see he was like, what like I don't know about that but he did it and I I wish I remembered what exactly it said but it was something about like trust in me and like make and like not exactly of course but like kind of like take that step trust in me and it's the right choice basically is what it said and like he ended up getting baptized from that after like all those years that's amazing. It was just like, it was, it was amazing. It was just so cool because like God totally keeps his promises like that. And when you feel like you should do something, even if it's like scary or kind of weird, like throwing candy bars over someone's balcony or like telling them to do something like that, that seems random, like you can't control it. Like God is going to do like his part for sure. So Oh, I love, I love talking about the mission. We could, yeah, we could talk about (laughs) this like all day long. I know. I'm like, well, we'll we'll just share both of our favorite stories. And anyways, I, it was, I love Peru. Have you been back? You have, huh? Yeah, I've been back like three times. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love Peru. I want to go back so bad. Yeah, I'll come back Peruvians. Don't worry. One day. (laughs) So, yes, moving on from Peru. What do you miss about Argentina? What do you miss about living there? Just the food. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't miss anything else. <laughs> I just miss the food. Oh, is it hard to make dishes from there because of the ingredients here? No. No, it's not. We a lot of our food is m- a lot of Italian food, so really yes i did not know that yep we eat a lot of pasta um obviously the one thing that it's hard to make is you know like our famous barbecue because you don't barbecue? find i'm shocked you don't find the meat <laughs> here the yeah. one the, the quality of meat that we have there i mean that's mm. what argentina is known for I for its, know the meat. for their steak so oh my god um that is the one thing that can't be replicated yeah but <laughs> It can, in a sense, like I, we, we grill here a lot, (laughs) but yeah, a lot of our food, we eat a lot of bread, we eat a lot of pizza, Mm. we eat a lot of pizza, all of those things. Like it's, there's a lot of, um, there was a great Italian influence in Argentina. So like a lot Mm. of, a lot of my ancestors, I'm from Italy and, uh, most people in Argentina don't look like me. They're very white and yeah. like blonde and blue eye mm-hmm. kind of people there's a lot of germans there's a lot That's of so crazy oh argentina is very different that way from south america mm-hmm. so i was the minority being brown skin that's so wild to me i did have a companion from argentina she was from started with the c she was very pale skinned brown hair but she looked like she could be American almost. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot of Argentinians, the majority of them. That is just wild. That is so crazy. So you came to Argentina, uh, 
to America from Argentina. And then your mom and your sisters also came. Yes. So how has it been for them? Um, it's a challenge for my mom. Yeah. Um, my mom came here out of necessity, not really because she wanted to. Oh, that's um, really hard. well, not even necessity. I, I took them away from Argentina. Okay. I, okay. I brought them here. Honestly, um, once I got, I, I didn't even have my citizenship yet, but I just felt like that was the thing that I needed to do. So I bought tickets for everybody because um, they had their visas. And one day I called my mom and I said, mom, you're leaving in, in a month and you're moving here. So wow. I kind of obligated her. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I, that's what I felt like we needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sisters love it. They absolutely love it. Two of them are in Utah right now uh, Mm -hmm. going to school. And then my little sister here is just going to South Oldham High School. Mm -hmm. And she speaks great English. Yeah, she she didn't at all. Yeah, she she is. um, She's she speaks very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But my mom is uh, it's an adjustment for her because she didn't dive into the language or the culture or anything yeah i mean she's older it's hard (laughs) i know and she has her whole life in argentina so she grew up there and all her family lives there and so um it's not as easy for her but um for my sisters they love it yeah yeah because they're super sweet whenever i see them but i you know i just wonder because i just i know how hard it is to be somewhere totally different than where you lived but they're just the sweetest so I'm glad your sisters are in Utah you know they're in college right they um no are they, they just working they're just um studying English my oh, one perfect. of my sisters about to enroll in um ensign college <gasps> cool yeah. oh my gosh I'm so excited for them and they've lived here for a year Wait, now. A year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, because they came after you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, right. I've been here for six years, almost seven. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, Kentucky. Oh, yes. <laughs> Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they came in like six months. Okay. Yes. Because I remember. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so wild to have. And you all live in the same house, I should mention. Yes. So, has that been good? It's been has an it adjustment. Been, yeah, has it been? Because <laughs> I, I wondered. I'm a very independent person. I mean, I left my family to move to another country. Yes. I am very yeah. happy leaving on my own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, it has its pros because we can go on a date with my husband anytime we want because no, my so mom's nice. here yeah. or my sister's here. So yeah. um, it's been really good. Um, for that reason, my kids are bilingual. Just mm-hmm. because I was gonna ask you about that. Ryan and I speak mostly English. Um, and so because of my mom and sisters being here, speci- especially that first year where everybody was just learning English, mm-hmm. we spoke Spanish all the time. So now Sean, my two year old, he can he's obviously more fluent in English and he prefers English mm-hmm. because that's what he hears most of the time. But he talks to my mom in Spanish all the time. Did you ever think that you'd have bilingual children growing up? Like, did you think my children will speak both? Well, yes. Mm-hmm. 
but it was part of my fantasy of living here. Right. <laughs> right. I, I hadn't realized you had so wanted to live here so long. Yeah. I'm so glad you're so here. I always I always wanted that was my goal. Uh-huh. Um but it was it was hard when my mom wasn't here because it was up to me. Yeah. So I would speak Spanish to Sean during the day, but once Ryan was home, we would just speak English, mm-hmm. even though he speaks Spanish. Yes. Oh yes. And you and your husband met on your mission. Yes. That kind of came full circle because you mentioned how your parents like were on their mission. Oh yeah. And then you're like, "That's what I want," and I was <laughs> like, "Wait, that's what you got?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so you met on your mission, and then we reconnected afterwards. Yes. And then he actually six weeks after I got home, because he had already been home for I don't know three months or something. Mm-hmm. He actually went to Argentina to take me on a date. That is so. <laughs> <laughs> that is commitment right there. Yes. Wow. That showed a lot of commitment. Yeah. So, jeez. And how has that been in your marriage? coming from different cultures has it been an adjustment or just natural so i would say that the communication part has always been a struggle somewhat Mm -hmm. just because the way i express my feelings or the way like i can speak flu like english fluently but that doesn't change the way i speak when it comes to my feelings right right like i'm still i don't know so and i i don't think it's a lot of it the communication but also like the culture and like having different backgrounds we just last night we had this we had this disagreement because i was telling him (laughs) about my mom and i was like you know what like uh no my mom was telling me that a lot of people that come here from Argentina we were Mm -hmm. specifically talking about people in Argentina Uh come here and then they miss the culture they miss everything and then they go back but then they see the difference of the lifestyle and they're they're like okay no I prefer to live in America but then my husband made a comment I don't remember what he said he's (laughs) like yeah like I don't remember I don't even remember what he said but I was like wait what the heck you can't say things about things about Argentina I can because it's my country but you can't right (laughs) like come on buddy (laughs) what do you think you're doing and so but that I I don't know that it has been like an actual problem but there's been times when there's definitely a difference yeah you can and we have to work through that yeah I wonder just because how we were talking about the differences between Americans and like people from other places. So, but you guys seem like great, like a great pair. And you're just, yeah. you make the cutest children ever. <laughs> so, I mean, Ryan and I always <laughs> say that we were one of the few people that were predestined to be together. I think so. That's how we feel about I each think other. So, so. You're, you're very similar in your, your hobbies, I feel like. <laughs> I, please tell us about some of <laughs> some of your hobbies. Well, we like racing. Yes, specifically my husband. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm usually a fear, fearless person, but when I I feel a little scared when I have to jump in a car and there's a million other cars just racing me. I yeah, mean that sounds scary. scary. So yeah. I haven't done it in a real car. Uh-huh. I go go. I we go go karting. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
But um, so my husband likes to race. He is part of this like lemons race or whatever, which is like a mock-up of the Le Mans race in okay. like overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So it's all over the country. He is going to Alabama to race n- in like two weeks. That's crazy. Um, and he fixes up cars. And yes, he he built stuff. his own car built for cars. this. Yeah, a so C four Corvette. Jeez. Um, he grew up with cars his whole mm-hmm. life like he's known how to fix cars since he was like 15 years old that's amazing um and so because of that our two-year-old can drive <laughs> like <laughs> he has power wheels that go up to like 16 miles per hour or something like that yes and he never crashes it's impressive he has a ton of those too yes we have a lot <laughs> but not the fast ones yeah. But my husband makes sure that he's always upgrading them to go faster and faster. <laughs> That's so and, wild. And Sean loves it. And Sean can speak two languages, drive a car at two. Yes. What else? Jeez. <laughs> and Eli's getting into it now that he sees his brother doing it. He? So and yeah, my husband and I went there biking a bunch when we lived in Utah. He misses their biking a lot. He loves mm-hmm. their biking. Mm-hmm. And we love traveling. Yeah. And camping. Like we did a lot of camping before kids. And then after kids, we bought a motorhome to keep traveling and glamping. Yes. <laughs> you guys are always on some fun fun adventure somewhere yes we i i love traveling so anywhere i don't care as long as we are on a plane i don't even care if i go to the same place multiple times like i just love doing that and you guys are awesome that you keep doing it with kids because i feel like a lot of people will travel before kids and then the kids come and they're like we're done oh no i love it and i love it because sean loves it he asks me all the time when are we going on a trip or he grabs his backpack and he's like mom i'm ready (laughs) cutie (laughs) so well this this friday we're going to florida um it's just me and my kids because we're gonna go visit a friend and sean is so pumped he's like yes we're gonna go on a plane and all of these things he's always he's always so ready for the next adventure so and that's great. We've tried to keep traveling with Archie, too. And it is really good for them, especially because I live so far from, like, all my family. He's gone on probably, like, 14 flights in his life so far, just from the same flight there and back. But it's still, like, kind of wild because, I don't know, I never traveled that much growing up. But I think it's really good for the kids to get used to that and, like, see see places like we've gone to like florida with him and like alabama and washington dc kind of random places but yeah i agree that it's really good for kids so if you're scared listeners (laughs) to go on a trip with your kids it might be hard for a second but it will be worth it for sure yeah it is worth it and it's it's just i i am of the i'm the let's see how do i say this (laughs) Hold on. I'm, it's because <laughs> I'm trying to translate my father's saying. Oh. And so it's in Spanish in my oh. head right now. But um, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. But my dad um, chose to not have... He chose freedom over money. Mm. So he could have had more money. We could have had more money. But he chose to be an entrepreneur and just do his own thing. So he could be 
more with his kids and I loved it. I, re I have so many memories of us waking up and getting ready to go to school. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, do you actually want to go on a trip instead of going to school? Let's what? go. And we would just go. And like, we would just leave. And we would just, we would drive because we didn't have money to fly. Right. I never, I don't think I ever went on a family trip where we actually like got on a plane. Yeah. Um, and, but we would just drive for hours. Like we drove all over Argentina and it was just always mm -hmm. random. It was never planned. It was always like, <laughs> Hey Let's guys, you want to do this right now? Let's go right now. And we would just pack our little bags and <sighs> just go and have That's an adventure you get it from. <laughs> That's so and so and my husband kind of grew up in the same kind of household his mom was a lot like that and mm -hmm. so i think that's why we're all over the place too i love it though because we grew up fun. like that just mm -hmm. just freedom and just we prioritize a lot of spending time with our kids showing our kids the world mm -hmm. and you know versus giving them tvs and yeah playstation yes yes i love <laughs> which that. a lot a lot of people do that and that's yeah. fine we yeah. just like to be outdoors we yeah. just like exploring even in kentucky we've already been to most of kentucky yeah like, that's amazing there's so much to see in everywhere you go yeah even if you think like you think of kentucky i don't know about you but i was like horses and like fields and <laughs> farms like that's what i thought but there's a lot to see yeah, it's there kind is. of shocking. There are those things, yes, which I love, but there's a lot more. Like, have you been to the Smokies? I guess it's not in Kentucky. Yeah. I haven't yet, and I'm so <laughs> mad. I've lived here for so long. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. I was, <laughs> I love, I love, I say this every episode. I feel like my questions always just somehow, like, come up in our conversation, but I was going to ask you about being on, an entrepreneur, because you guys are and kind of what you've done and want to do because I feel like you guys have flexibility because of that as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been good. Uh, we started, uh, let's see. So we always worked for somebody, but we always had a business on the side and mm -hmm. that started out of necessity, mm -hmm. um, especially in Utah when we just got married and I, I couldn't work because I didn't have my papers. I was like right. working on them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but I self-taught myself how to build like Google ads and a Google business and wow. a website. And so I told my husband, you love working on cars. I don't know what the heck you're doing, doing something else that is yeah. not working on cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I built a website for him and I got his phone ringing. Like he will get calls from people. And so we did that for a little bit. Then we moved to Florida to open another business with his uncle. Cool. And while we were there, he was miserable working for that. And we were both working for them. And it was a good experience. Mm -hmm. Like we learned a lot and I felt like, there was a lot of good that came from it, but also we were just like, no, this is not for us. Yeah, <laughs> not the end goal. No, and so it was right after I had Sean, I was no longer working, and then my husband was like, uh, he had taken a digital marketing course um, like the previous months, and then the day I had Sean, my husband's like, I'm putting in my two weeks. 
And I was like, you're like, hold <laughs> up. It's like, we just had a baby and our baby was in the NICU and we didn't oh. even know how long he was going to be there. So I was like, yeah. we have big bills coming up. Like, oh what gosh. are you thinking? Oh my gosh. But um, he's like, no, I just feel like this is the right thing to do. So let's do it. And so we did. And it was amazing. Um, wow. It was a big leap of faith. At the time, we only had $5,000 in our bank that's so scary. And the first day that he goes out and does this job, this lady is like selling her car. And my husband's like, I bought a car to s- resell it for $5,000. And I'm like, are you aware that we only have $5,000 in the oh bank? My oh my gosh. <laughs> but I always trusted, um, I always trusted my, my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I trust him so much. But I do. That's great. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? If you feel like it's the right thing, go for it. And then he ended up selling the car for like $17,000. Oh, my God. Because he was like this amazing deal. Like this old lady just wanted to get rid of her car. And it was like this super new car that you could he could sell it for $17,000. So we made $10,000 out of that. (laughs) That's a ton. And so... And from there, we just just kept building. He mm-hmm. just became a mobile mechanic like he's now. And we've done several other things. But what I'm currently doing is selling on Amazon. Yes. Um, we awesome. sell nice tents on Amazon. So we design them. We have a manufacturer over in China. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, it's so awesome. we're doing that. And yeah. so we're I'm on the works of launching other products. But... Right now, I'm f- really focusing on making this product really profitable. Mm-hmm. You guys are so, it's just so cool and unique, I feel like. And Amazon is the place. It is. So. <laughs> it, it is totally hard work. Is. Uh, a I'm lot of sure. people think it's very easy and it's just very time consuming and it's a big risk. But, I mean, if you put in the work, like in a few years, it'll pay off. Yeah. Like totally. big time. Totally. I'm really happy for you guys. You guys are so cool. I love hearing it from entrepreneurs because it's so hard to build something from nothing. And I feel like you guys have done a good job just from what I can see from the outside, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but that's amazing. (coughs) Okay. Just wrapping up a couple more questions. What is something hard that you've overcome in your life? Um, Depression. So I don't know if I have it in my blood or it's because of my upbringing, but a lot of people don't believe me, but I battle with depression on an almost daily basis. Um, Because you're so happy (laughs) seeming. Yes. Um, I had a lot of, a lot of um, very self-conscious even though people think that I'm like the most confident person mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, but it's been, it's been a journey. Um, I've been hospitalized before oh for, you know, attempting mm-hmm. suicide. Oh. And it's been, it's been very intimidating to face the level of depression that I had at some point. But, um, I just, I just keep going. Yeah. That's all you can do sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been really good for me 
honestly. Um, I've learned a lot from it. And I feel like I can be very positive and have so much hope sometimes. And I've learned to see my cup half full. That was uh, something very hard for me to learn, but Mm -hmm. I'm getting there. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's really, really a hard battle to have to fight every day. And I'm sure there's people listening that have that battle that sometimes just hearing someone else struggle with something you struggle with, you're just not alone. You know, it's a good feeling. Yeah. I know many people who have, who currently struggle with that or have struggled in the past and it's it's definitely it takes a special person to withstand that kind of sadness and like hopelessness so you're amazing I'm here for you (laughs) if you need me and yeah that's your it just blows my mind to hear like what people struggle with you just would never guess yeah I never you know like you're saying you are you come off very confident and happy and positive so you hide it very well (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking the other day what was I thinking of something someone had told me something that they were struggling with or had been struggling with for a while and I was just like you know what people are really good actors like we are amazing at acting if you think about it just like the things that we're able to just keep to ourselves or hide or like even if you we go to church any church in the world everyone's probably putting on their best face they're dressed nice they look happy but like they're probably acting a little bit you know there's probably some a lot of hard stuff going on beneath the surface and so I appreciate a lot when people are vulnerable about things that are hard because it's like okay everyone's not perfect like we all we all like to look the part but we're not and nobody is yeah so I appreciate that the last question I want to ask is what is your best piece of advice that you could give me and our listeners today um I would say be honest so Mm. I have this really good coach um that I work with Mm-hmm. His name is James, and he always is reminding me of this. Um, being honest with yourself will give you clarity of mind. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of saying, "Oh, you know what? I feel good today. It's fine." It's like, no, be honest with yourself. Just you don't have to act on your feelings, but you have to recognize them. Mm-hmm. And that is with like everything in life. Like even when you go to the gym and you want to do a workout, you don't have to say, oh, I'm so excited for this. If you lie to yourself, you'll never grow. And so like being honest, being like, you know what? This sucks. I hate working out, but I am here. I'm showing up because this is my goal. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're very clear in your head, which is um, something that especially for entrepreneurs is very important because nobody's controlling us. No, but I don't have to, you know, sign up a punch card. Like I don't have to show up to work. I don't have anybody saying, oh, did you do your work today? And so a lot of it is like you have to be motivated. But 
the truth is it's like motivation dies the second day mm. and so um being honest with ourselves and um you know being like you know what today i wake up and i feel tired but i i have kids and i have to feed them and mm -hmm. so i'm gonna do my best yeah and so like instead of lying to yourself or lying to other people being honest in my for my in my experience has been like life-changing yeah. even in our relationship in my relationship with ryan mm -hmm. just instead of if something's bothering me instead of being like oh no it's fine babe i am yeah. great like, <laughs> to I'm avoid so a fight <laughs> yeah like you're just creating a fight a bigger fight later that is true and That's so true. being able to be honest in in a very kind way mm -hmm. and be like you know babe like i am hurt because of this mm -hmm. and that's the other thing that when, once you're once you start to be honest with yourself you'll discover that most of the time you're not angry you're just hurt mm. or most of the time you're not you know disappointed you're just afraid and like you you actually can pinpoint your actual feelings which for me is very important being the you know yeah the fact that i am very prone to be depressed mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. and so it's been very helpful for me to like be so honest that i can pinpoint like the actual problem solve it and move on that's really cool thank you that's beautiful advice to be honest so i like that to yourself too because i feel like when i think of that it's like to other people yes but that's hard to ourselves i got stuff to work on Jeez. yeah thank you so much wow what a great episode today. I feel like we covered a lot of ground and you. Was there anything that I skipped over that you wanted to talk about? No. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Sometimes I don't know because I tend to jump around a lot. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on, Denise. You're just lovely. And I know that the people are going to love you. Well, the thank people. you. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, thank you everybody out there for listening today. I know that you'll just love Denise. And I'll be posting a picture with her when this episode comes out. And just a reminder to anybody new listening to follow the Pearl Podcast on Instagram. It's at the dot Pearl Podcast. And that's where I post pictures with everybody that I interview. And let me know, s leave me a rating if you want to and a review. I love it. Uh, it always helps me to know how I'm doing, how the podcast is doing. And thank you for being patient with me as I learn how to really edit and do all of this stuff. As I, I still feel so new at it, even though I've done it for a few months now. But you guys rock. And that's all for today. So I'll see you next week. Bye.